Welcome to Ragbag, episode 5. My name's Frank Burton. Expect the usual mix of astonishing sounds from around the world. Did I say usual? Uh, I should say unusual, yeah. Business as unusual. Ah, oh, that didn't work at all, did it? Don't do that again. Let's get on with this. So I was bragging last time about playing tunes from six different continents and I kind of implied that there aren't any decent records coming out of Antarctica. Didn't mean to be controversial guys. Bing Trick has requested a shout out. Bing Trick and the Captain Oates Massive based in a research station on the South Pole. Bing and his crew recently released their own grime album. Bing sent it along my way. I'll be honest, Bing, I didn't make it past the first couple of tracks. Not good, I'm afraid. Stick to the science. We got music from all over the globe this edition yet again, but not Antarctica. If anyone else reckons they know of any great underground music from that part of the world, please don't send it to me. Shout out to the West Midlands Police. They were in touch recently regarding a couple of coded messages I recently read out on this show, which are now being used as evidence in a drug smuggling case. I'll be appearing in court as a witness in due course. I appreciate your patience, understanding and professionalism. Thank you. Earl Govey in Greenwich. Stop trying to eat your own hair when you think no one's watching. Earl unfortunately has terrible taste in music and doesn't listen to this show. Luckily he has several acquaintances who do, so... Paolo, Marguerite, any of you guys, you see Earl in the street, tell him I'm on to him. And tell him putting it in a blender doesn't make it any more edible. Do you realise it's a form of cannibalism, mate?
Casey Abdul beatboxes in the shower. He has no interest in taking it up professionally, despite his friend's insistence that his act is world-class. Casey's housemate Marvin has been in touch, having secretly recorded one of his friend's bathroom sessions. He says, Frank, I'm sure you'll agree this performance needs to be heard beyond these four walls. Play this on your podcast and make Casey an overnight star. How many people do you think listen to this, Marvin? I would need the artist's consent anyway. It's a shame because it's possibly the greatest five minutes of audio I've ever encountered. I've never been moved emotionally by a beatboxer before. And the way he's using the rhythm of the falling water, it's like he's paying attention to each individual droplet. Amazing. Sorry no one else can hear it. Now, Maxine in Helsinki has been in touch. She says, I really enjoyed the first two episodes of Ragbag where you were responding to listeners' dilemmas. Why did you stop doing this feature in subsequent episodes? 
first of all, Maxine, it wasn't really a feature, it was a bit of a informal advice. Secondly, no one sent me any dilemmas lately. I don't know why, I think I've proven myself to be a superb agony uncle. What am I supposed to do? Let me know if you need any advice yourself. Well, as it happens, I did receive an email a couple of days ago from an anonymous source. He or she says, Frank, help me. I've lost my faith in God, humanity, the world in general. Worst of all, I've lost faith in myself. Sorry to hear that. Sounds like you need something new to believe in, yeah? Lost your religion? Give atheism a try, or a different one. I hear good things about Satanism. Like it's not as negative as it sounds. Lost faith in yourself? Make some changes. Never too late to completely reinvent yourself. Start playing the tuba. Seriously. I expect you're the sort of person who wouldn't ordinarily do that. Just do it. Don't question the advice. The fact that you're not interested in playing the tuba, well, that's the whole point. This is the new you. Let me know how you get on. And something very heartwarming for you here. It's a marriage proposal. Duncan in Alaska says, Maria Sands, we've only known each other for three short years, but it feels like a lifetime. That's a compliment, I presume, Duncan. Would you do me the pleasure of becoming my good wife? Sounds like you've got another one stashed away somewhere. I assume you've just opted for an unhelpful turn of phrase there, Duncan. One small word of advice, if you're going to be one of those couples who writes their own vows, I suggest you get someone to proofread it for you. An unintentional implication of bigamy is fine for a proposal, but could drop like a lead balloon during a marriage service. I'm sure the registrar will run through it all with you. It's frowned upon, that's all I'm saying. Anyway, congratulations, guys. I assume the answer is yes. If that's the case, this next track is dedicated to you two lovebirds.
Sometimes, in my darker days a few years back, I'd feel the urge to jump off the vegan wagon and spend days clogging up my guts with as much steak as my wallet would allow. Partly I was making up for lost time, but I also sensed I was eating against the clock. Normality would be restored once my moral compass woke up and reset itself. One evening I was chopping some chicken breast fillets. I started wondering what a slice of raw chicken would taste like. What resemblance would it bear to the cooked variety? Keep on wondering, I told myself. You've done some fairly stupid things in your time, but let's draw the line at raw poultry. But the urge continued. What would a wolf do, I thought. Ever seen a wild animal barbecuing its meat before tucking in? I'm not a wolf, I reminded myself. But haven't you always said you'd try anything once? Otherwise, you'll forever be left wondering what might have been. I haven't always said that, actually. I say it sometimes. And I've never made that claim with specific reference to eating raw chicken. My mischievous side didn't bother responding verbally. It simply took a chunk of chicken in my hand and shoved it into my mouth. I munched on its cold, rubbery texture. It tasted the way it smelt. I was ready to spit it right out, but in one final act of defiance, I gulped the whole thing down, followed by two swift glasses of red wine to take the taste away. For a minute and a half, I was immensely proud of this culinary adventure. I spent the next two days throwing up and never ate meat again. This edition is being sponsored by Alan Cabani's Luxury Snake Oil. Throw away your prescription medications. Whatever your ailments, Alan Cabani's Snake Oil is guaranteed to provide an instant cure from cancer to the common cold. I mean, this really is fantastic news. So much so that I can't wait to get ill, just so I can try this stuff out. I don't mind telling you. We've had some fairly unsuitable sponsors of this show over the last few weeks. Finally, I've discovered something genuinely revolutionary, detailed on the website. Now let's get one thing straight, listeners. I'm not a pushover, yeah? But when people go to such extraordinary lengths to get what they want, and it only takes a tiny amount of effort on my part to give them what they want, sometimes I have to give it. So thank you, I suppose, to Tina in Belfast who organised the online petition to reinstate the ragbag competition feature. And in the words of the campaign, release the name of the competition winner from episode 3, like he's a political prisoner or something. Unlike I haven't given him the prize privately already. 
His name's Fritz Lang, like the film director. I sent in this prize, the gold plate cheese grater, if you recall. He's been posting pictures of himself using it on Instagram every day. Don't encourage him by looking at it. He's not using the utensil for its intended purpose, and frankly, what I've seen will never be unseen. But he did get the question right. I asked, what was the odd one out? One, two, three, or four? The answer was, of course, two, obviously. Almost everyone went for one, because it's an odd number and its name is one, as in odd one out. Well, it wasn't that. And you're all saying it like it's obvious. If I'd asked which of these four numbers is the number one, then the answer would have been one. But that wasn't the question. Think about it. It's too late now. Cheese Grace is gone. Better luck this time. You will if you win anyway, big time. As part of the Bring Back the Ragbag competition feature appeal, listeners raised enough money to pay for an all-expenses-paid trip to Thomas the Tank Engine World theme park in Drayton Manor. Not my choice of prize, folks. Let me ask you a question, Tina. Who do you think listens to this podcast? My average listener downloads this show to, you know, hear the latest global sounds, bit of techno, bit of drum and bass. They're not listening in order to win a trip to Thomas the Tank Engine land or whatever it's called. I'm really not happy about this. But here's your question. I got the theme tune stuck in my head now, thanks for that. Here's your question. And it's not a trick question this time, or maybe I'm just saying that to throw you off. Or am I? How many countries are official members of the G20? How many countries are official members of the G20? It's not a trick question. I know you probably think it is. It's not. Well, it is. You be the judge. I must say, Tina, in spite of everything... I am quite enjoying coming up with these questions. It's a bit of fun. about you but I've got a thing about custard yeah it relates back to an incident in my childhood where I was falsely accused of uh, custard related acts of vandalism let's put it that way anyway since that miscarriage of justice in the back of my mind custard has become a mysterious forbidden commodity 
This goes some way to explain why sometimes, and I stress just sometimes, certainly not daily, I cook up a huge vat of custard, pour it into the bath and just sit there, gleefully rubbing it all over myself. Does anyone else do that? Familiar fear to pain. 
I locked my heart away On an island full of fish And you go And you take it all away Again And you go And you take it back again Stretch my body Figures do the dances To measure those minds The well has run out I'm blood dry only bone Shadows run a gambit You slay the weak at home And you go And you take it all away Again And you go And you take it back again
Self-proclaimed ragbag superfan Alistair Tracy has been in touch to say, I really do apologise if I offended you in some way, Frank. You're one of my all-time favourite people, and I just wanted to express my heartfelt appreciation. Thankfully, I have the facility to delete your emails, Alistair. If only there was a button I could press to delete you. Hang on, that could probably be misconstrued. That's not a death threat. Okay, far from it. I'm saying I prefer it if you'd never existed. And if there was a button that I could press to make it so, I'd press it. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's not murder if you've never existed in the first place, is it? That's a rhetorical question, by the way. Please do not respond in writing. 
It's usually around this point in the show that I drop in a quick suggestion that if you like the show, please tell your friends on social media. Well, a few too many people have been doing that for my liking, so if you like listening to Ragbag, do not under any circumstances tell anyone about it. It's supposed to be like an underground thing, yeah? But sadly, that side of things is going very badly indeed. Keep it hushed. Right, that's the end. Thank you very much. Full track listings for each and every episode can be found at frankburton.co.uk. I've said it before and I'll keep on saying it until you do as I say. Buy a copy of my book, A History of Sarcasm, from Amazon or a similar tax evader. Read it as well, don't just buy it. It'll take up about eight hours of your life altogether. Is that too much to ask? Yes? Well, tough. Do it anyway. And I expect that done within the next fortnight, yes? Get on with it. 